Rams Nation, happy Wednesday to you. This is James Kroger from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked on Rams. Guys, I'm going to be taking over the mic tonight. Bear is a jet setter. He just got back from Chicago, and he was in L.A. last night late recording with me, just like I'm doing tonight on a late Tuesday. I'll tell you about my traffic situation in a bit. But he left again for San Francisco this morning. He's busy with work. So, again, it's me on the mic. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully you know me from Rams Podcast. If not, be sure to tune in. Check us out on social media, at Rams Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter. Bear and I usually do about a 45-minute to an hour long weekly, sometimes twice a week uh, episode during the season. During the off season, we're back and forth. You know, we'll toss up 20 minutes, we'll toss up an hour every couple weeks, depending on what's going on. We just recorded last night, of course, because there's so much news, and I can't wait to probably record with him again over at Rams Podcast. So be sure to check that out. It's uh, it's. Pretty funny podcast. We have a lot of fun over there, and it's a little bit more relaxed. But Bear's been uh, knocking them dead over here at Locked On Rams. I know you guys are loving the show. I've seen some of the reviews on iTunes, and I come on once, maybe twice a week, depending on his guests. But man, this guy's killing it right now. He just had a cave on Webster last week, so be sure to tune in and also follow him on social media, uh, Twitter at Locked On Rams and at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Back to myself. I run the Rams podcast stuff, but again, you can find me on my personal at at jkroger3, that's K-R-O-E-G-E-R, not like the grocery store for those of you familiar, and those of you from the East Coast, if you're listening, I know they are. So, uh, yep, just got home myself, it's late Tuesday night, recording here, I'm hoping that nothing happens uh, before you guys tune in on Wednesday morning on your commute, but yep, I got stuck on the 10 East heading to the 405 South, it was dark red, black the whole way on Google Maps, there were three accidents in a row, for any of you stuck in that, I feel bad for you as well, it took me about 45 minutes alone just to get through that uh, little situation that probably should have taken three minutes if there was nobody there. But I thought I would leave work late, but it slapped me right in the face because, of course, I got hit with traffic on the 405. So if you guys are in traffic right now, I apologize, but I had to suffer as well. But hopefully I can drop some fun Rams knowledge on you and give you some updates to keep you moving for the day and uh, to make it a little bit easier for you while you're sitting there in traffic. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Right now I mentioned it's late Tuesday night. We all know Dominican Sue is at dinner with Sean McVay and the executives from the Rams organization. They had him visiting the team today. Don't know too many details about what happened, but you know, where's the paparazzi, man? We're in LA and I want to know what's going on. I need some live coverage here on how they're whining and dining him, but you know, you think about a situation and it's he's got to really be considering this city because, you know, think about the domination we're going to have on this defense. Um, the real question here, you guys, is, you know, I don't see too much talk about it on social media. I see a lot of love for him and I see a lot of encouragement from even the players on getting him over here. But, you know, he's he's not going to make top dollar here, which I don't really know if he's after at this point, but he's going to have to sacrifice, well... I don't want to say sacrifice because I'd still take what they're able to give him. Uh, the Rams could probably pay him about eight to twelve million potentially. Um, they can't pay him the twenty to twenty-three million a year that uh, you know would probably be what his agent's looking for. But I know that Sue is going to have to you know sacrifice that to be with an organization that has the potential to to be Super Bowl material. I'm not lying when I say that we were one of the most dominating offenses last year. Our defense was a C plus in my opinion. But now all the offseason moves that we've made, 
it's putting us into a prime position to be one of the most dominating teams in the NFL. And that's true, you guys. I hope you're excited about that because that's the absolute fact. Everybody's talking about the Rams and this defense. You know, all the moves that we've made with Peters and Tlaib building around uh, this D and Mr. Wade Phillips. You know, we're going to continue to make some moves in the draft, probably go after some additional linebackers with some of our losses, Ogletree and so on. And, uh, He's been sort of teasing everybody on social media. He, I don't know if you guys follow him, but you definitely should on tw- Twitter because he put up a post earlier this morning that he was leaving to L.A., kind of teasing the Rams fans. And then the one that really bugged me the most was uh, this afternoon he posted uh, next to a sign that said, Be curious. Come on, bruh. What's that supposed to mean? We are curious. I retweeted it, of course, and said that from my Rams podcast account, but... I mean, quit teasing us, man. I know you're in L.A. I'm curious if you're going to stay around and maybe start looking for places. So it's probably fun for him to do so. A lot of people are posting about the Oakland Raiders in that specific uh, post, you know, in the comments. A lot of Rams fans in there, and, of course, people want him down in uh, New Orleans. So, uh, you know, that's that'd be a great fit for him, too. You think about it. They have Super Bowl potential. They're an amazing team. Uh, but, of course, let's keep them focused on the LA Rams because him and Aaron Donald and this defense we have going, there's just, there would be nothing better. And I know that everybody in Rams nation couldn't be more jacked to potentially have them, him on, on our squad. Another little piece to this whole equation and something that I hope this guy was invited to dinner tonight, but Ted Rath, our strength and conditioning coach, he was with Sue in both Miami and Detroit Apparently, according to social media, they have a great relationship. So I know that Les Snee is going to be smart about this and probably invite Ted to dinner tonight so that they can have you know, a more intimate conversation about you know, what they'll be able to do with this team. But it's really good to know that we have somebody within our organization already that has a familiarity with Sue and you could potentially help him. I mean, help influence him to get over to this team and you know, probably give him some insight that he trusts on the discipline and the respect that this organization gives their players. Nikhil Roby Coleman, who was on NFL Network today, actually spoke about that and the potential of having Sue on the team. I'll get into that in just a second. Um, but, you know, it's really nice to see everybody focusing their attention as a team hashtag we not me on getting Sue over here. So I really think that there's a solid chance for it to happen. What I predict, he's probably going to go meet with the Saints and meet with another team and then make a decision pretty instantly. I can't wait to update you guys on social media and have a emergency podcast with Bear about what that's going to be able to do for this organization as if we haven't talked about it enough. All right, guys, I just mentioned it, but if you follow the Rams on Snapchat or social media, you will notice that NRC Nikhil Roby Coleman, who just signed a three-year deal worth $15.75 million, including $8 million guaranteed, and he deserves it. Absolutely. He's one of my favorite defensive players. But he was on the NFL Network, and he documented the whole thing via Rams Snapchat. If you guys aren't watching that or following it, make sure to do so. They always actually do pretty cool stuff, um, the organization. They let players take over, and yeah, it's it's worth watching. I know Snapchat's kind of dying, and they've changed things up. I don't. I don't like the update. The updates either, everybody. But you know, I I love watching the Rams, so I'm gonna watch that on Snapchat. But it let me know that he was on the NFL Network, and I just watched the video, and it was so great to see. Uh, first of all, 
first off, they asked him about his uh, re-signing with the team, and he just talked about how grateful he was. Keep in mind that, you know, Nikel was undrafted. He's a self-made man. Uh, you know, he mentioned a story about Tom Brady <clears throat> where he knew he was going to make it or be okay in the NFL when he played against Brady, and he knew that uh, by predicting where Brady was going to go, of course he missed the ball, that he had gained some confidence knowing that if he could read Tom Brady, he was going to be okay in the NFL. But back to the story, he was nothing but grateful about the Rams, Rams organization. He gave shout-outs to everybody. He gave shout-outs to other players, everybody else on his defense, the coaches, Wade Phillips, of course, Sean McVay, the organization, the owners, Kroenke, um, Les Snead. And, you know, he just he just gave shout-outs. He gave credit to everybody else in the organization and was very selfless, um, you know, on, on, on the channel. So make sure to check that out. It's on social media. It's about you know four or five minutes long. Uh, the one thing that stuck out to me is, uh, he, of course, he was asked what he wants to say to Sue uh, when Sue you know lands in Van Nuys. Of course, this was recorded probably earlier in the day when that was going down. But he uh, he was asked what he would say to him, and he basically said, "Come to us, nothing but love." Open arms. Rams are second to none on showing players how they treat us. He said, give me a hug and get ready to rush the quarterback. I mean, guys, how could you not love the fact that, you know, you take these players, you know, some of them who have had ego and and emotional uh, struggles over the years come to this organization. Everybody's just centered around the possibility of what we're able to do. And and we have something special here, guys. We have something special here. I tell Bear all the time. I love being a Rams fan right now. It's it's nothing but exciting, and I can't wait. But there's a few things we got to work on, and one of those things is a nickname for this awesome defense. And Nikkel actually talked about that on the show as well. He he was shown some of the nicknames that we've come up with so far. Uh, I know that I'm not sure who originated this, but it could have been Turf Show Times. But the LAPD seen that going around on social media. No fly Rams. It's, it's been used before, you know, I don't know, we can't really modify that and make it our own. But what he did, his favorite, he said, and my favorite right now is Lock Angeles Rams. It might take a minute to get used to. I think we have to say it repeatedly over and over again. But I saw some posts on social media, he tossed it up, I tossed it up on Rams Podcast, and I could dig it, you know. it's uh, it, It'll have to grow on me, of course, but I could dig it. It's definitely one of my favorites right now, but I think that we still have plenty of time to come up with more nicknames, and I know that something's going to stick. So if you guys have anything, reach out, of course, uh, at Rams Podcast, at Locked on Rams. We'll be sure to retweet it and maybe put put up a survey to a lot of our followers and see what everybody else in Rams Nation thinks. But we gotta we got to let this brew. we got to think about this and think what we're going to do uh, with this name because it's something everybody's going to be talking about around the NFL. Let's just simplify it for them, give them. A, a nickname to to uh, you know use instead of just saying the Rams D. So come on, guys, let us know what you think. I mentioned egos a bit and want to transition over to a name that we haven't talked about in a little bit ever since the deal went down because we've had so much exciting news over the past week, week and a half, two weeks that you know I f- I forgot how I how excited I was to have Marcus Peters on this team. And, you know, if you listen to Rams podcast or Locked on Rams Enough, Bear makes fun of me because I'm a big numbers guy. But, you know, the data don't lie, man. The data don't lie. So I got some fun stuff for you if you guys want to stay tuned in for a little bit longer. I have some fun stats, of course, about Peters. 
maybe take the energy off of Sue and the anxiousness we feel on what's going to happen with that just in case let's not get too worked up and and feel like we're going to lose, you know, if he decides to go elsewhere. We have to, you know, a lot of times these players think about numero uno and hopefully that with with Sue uh, we can get that family vibe going. But let's not, you know, we still have an amazing D if this doesn't even go down before this conversation started. So I want to remind you guys of how awesome Mr. Marcus Peters is. And maybe next time on Locked on Rams I'll talk about Talib or some of the other folks that uh, we received. So let's start at the very beginning. Number one. Since he started enter or actually entered the league in 2015, Peters is number one among all quarterbacks in interceptions and passes defense and passes defended. Yikes! Sorry guys, I'm doing no edits tonight. I'm just going off the rail, straight up, go with the flow, and I'm 12 minutes in, doing decent so far. So I'm gonna mess up, but I'll get back on the tracks. All right, number two. He's had two Pro Bowls, 2015 and 16. Uh, he was first in the Pro Bowl after his rookie season in 2015 when he recorded league-leading eight interceptions in route to winning AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's getting exciting, right, guys? We're only at number two. It's getting pretty exciting, so let's stick with it. Let's stick with number two. Two career interceptions returned for a touchdown. Both times this happened, Peters recorded a pick six in 2015. His first was a 55-yarder. That's huge. It was against the Broncos. And the second was a 90-yard touchdown against the Ravens. So whew, a lot of yards there, guys. A lot of yards. I anticipate that gonna that's going to be going down furthermore this season. We're only two. We're, we just finished number two. We're on number three. That's the amount of season he played. Okay, that's a stupid nerd data number, but I just had to take you from two to three. So uh, in those years, he's recorded 151 tackles and 55 passes defended and 19 interceptions. 19 interceptions, guys. 19. Oh, I should have used that for number 19. Skip it ahead to five. Screw four. Five games played with at least two interceptions. Yes, Think about the momentum that Peters is going to bring to the table when we get he gets two interceptions in one game. Um, I'm excited for this. And we got Sue and Donald sacking the quarterbacks, making them have nightmares all over the place. Let's go on to number six. He has six forced fumbles. All right, let's time six by three because uh, I know you guys are like, what's he going to do with number seven, eight, nine, ten? Let's skip ahead. I'm just going in order. I'm not counting here. 18 is my next number. He was the 18th overall pick in the 2015 draft. Uh, at Washington, UW, the cornerback recorded eight interceptions and had 99 tackles in just two seasons there. Jumping just a bit forward to number 19, that's the interceptions during the regular season, which again puts him at number one among all active corners, including playoff games. He has five more than any other player since 2017. I'm sorry, 2015. I told you I'd use number 19 again. Did I? 21 interceptions recorded when playoff games are factored in in the last 25 years since the Rams have been in Los Angeles, I think, before uh, last year. Uh, only safety Ed Reed has had more interceptions than Peters with 22. So just one more over the past three seasons of a player's career. So, wow, this guy's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Let's skip up to number 55. Will he stop at 100? I don't know. 
55 passes defended. The most among all active cornerbacks in the last three seasons. Booyah. 60.7. Yeah, I'm getting the decimals here. His overall passer rating, the second lowest in the league. Only uh, A.J. Boye has a lower passer rating in coverage than Peterson's 2015. And then I'm going to go way ahead. The last one, Mr. 480. That's my last number, guys. Total yards returned from Peters and 19 interceptions. I'm looking forward to not only the interceptions, but the passes defended and all these yards he's going to get. I wonder uh, I wonder what his number is going to be at the end of the year. All right, guys, let's zoom out a bit and take a look at our current division. <laughs> I giggle. Well, I laugh. I laugh because there's a lot going down, and you know everything's looking pretty good for, I guess, the 49ers, but everybody else, it's like, whew, most notably, the old king of the hill, the Seattle Seahawks. Everybody's talking about players we're getting and uh, the moves San Francisco's making and Arizona, but with the Seahawks, it's been more like, who's leaving? Who's not going to be showing up in that navy and green next season? And uh, not really hearing about who's joining the franchise. So two two of the biggest moves is obviously trading three-time Pro Bowler defensive tackle Michael Bennett to the Eagles and then releasing four-time Pro Bowl cornerback Richard Sherman. Sherman released a Players' Tribune article today. I think it was a Players' Tribune. Uh, stating his side of the story on what went down. And I think a big synopsis here is, I know you guys aren't going to read it. I know a big synopsis here is basically that, you know, Seattle didn't really seem to care too much and didn't really care if he went to a team within the division. So I see this as more of like a, you know, I'm after you move by Sherman. But Seahawks, Sherman was, you know, towards Achilles, He's talking a lot of smack. Both these guys just, I don't know, the Legion of Boom talking about defensive names is is uh, the Legion of Whom at this point. So, yeah, Seattle's, man, they're just, they're just dropping like flies. And, uh, you know, to mention a few more flies, they lost Paul Richardson, who went to the Redskins, and tied in Jimmy Graham, who really never seemed to get his chemistry together with Russell Wilson, I guess they sort of did, but I don't know. I don't know if Seattle was feeling Jimmy Graham as much as he wasn't feeling Seattle or what, but he's going to be under Aaron Rodgers now, or next to Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. Probably going to do pretty good there. Uh, Cornerback Deshaun Sneed went to the Lions, and cornerback Jeremy Lane are moving on. So Seahawks, like I said, they're dropping, they're leaving, they're moving out. Over to San Francisco. Well, Sherman, when he was released by the Seahawks, obviously – Popped down the coast a little bit uh, under general manager John Lynch over to the 49ers. The 49ers make some pretty good moves. I think, you know, a couple years from now, they're going to be more realistic rival for us. But but his deal was for three years uh, with San Francisco, the 49ers, where he will obviously see the Seahawks twice a year. So that should be interesting to watch if you're bored and it's on a Thursday night game. Uh, some other moves they're making. They signed a four-year deal with running back Jarek McKinnon. He was on my fantasy team last year. It did, did okay with me. I, they're desperate. Well, not desperate for running back, but I think that they could use some backups there. Uh, five-year deal to their center, uh, Richburg, where they traded their former center to the Dolphins. And I'll wrap it up with the Arizona Cardinals because, well, you got to mention them and they haven't been making the smartest moves ever. Uh, last season, they traded for seven-time Pro Bowler and former NFL MVP, Mr. Adrian Peterson, Mr. AP, but his unproductive and injury-plagued uh, season 
and they decided to move on from him and released him. But they also let go uh, their safety, who they actually asked to take a pay cut. Um, but they did spend money on Mr. Sam Bradford, who, like we mentioned on Locked On yesterday, just has the best agent in the world. Uh, Bear said he could use him in his travels currently today and, and what he's doing in his job. Uh, but he's underpaid. And, you know, Mr. Sam Bradford, of course, was worth spending that money on. You know, let's get this, let's cut the safety some money. Probably couldn't imagine how much they wanted to take from the safety, but it was probably just an insult and give Bradford a huge quarterback who'll probably get hurt this season by Aaron Donald or uh, Sue. Well, we're going to hurt him some way. But uh, he signed a one-year deal worth up to $20 million. <laughs> Uh, he's going to become the first starting quarterback under the new head coach, Steve Wilkes, and he's has invested his investment uh, better work out for them. They signed an offensive tackle, Smith, and a guard uh, to two- and five-year deals, so they're working on, you know, kind of copying McVay, they're working on uh, protecting him uh, back there. So we'll see what the Cardinals can bring to the table this year, but, you know, everybody knows the big guy on campus is now the Los Angeles Rams and you guys know it and I know it and with that said I think I'm going to sign off guys it's late tonight on Tuesday hope you have a great Wednesday I hope your commute isn't too bad hope it's not as bad as mine and Bear will be back for you on tomorrow's episode which is Thursday so be sure to tune in that for that and again thank you for listening be sure to hit me up on social media let me know what you thought at jkroger3 you can of course find me if you follow at rams podcast and at locked on rams you know what it is until next time rams nation peace